Once again to the Freaking Effect Podcast. My name is Ian. I'm joined as always by Tom and Luke. How's it going, fellas? What up? Doing good. How you doing? Doing good. I uh I had a hell of a weekend, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um <laughs> <laughs> how you guys been? Uh, not bad. Uh just trying to get some things done around the house. I feel like kind of as usual um gearing up as of right now we are in one week i will be in indianapolis getting ready for gen con uh super excited about that gonna be playing a bunch of different games hopefully i get my hands on some more lorcana stuff so then we can start the lorcana podcast um (laughs) right after we get the food podcast going exactly yeah yeah so um yeah, I'm just gearing up for that, trying to have things all in order here. Uh was able to play some Legacy this weekend. Um, tried out something different. I was trying Four Color Loam for a while, and um, it's just like it, the way Ian uh, had described it when I was talking to him, um, it was like that the highs with that deck were really high, but the lows just felt like absolute garbage. Um and that's where I decided to kind of change it up. So I am going to go to the Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy Open. Uh, I know Ian's going as well. There's yes, a couple sir. other people we know that's going. And I was like, yeah, it'd be cool to play that there. But how much of the meta... I, we know we're going to see the ring a, a bit. Uh, how much are we going to see Orcish Bowmasters in... Dark Confidant dies to that a lot, you know, so it was trying it out, and I got to run the Sphere Lands, and it's, I mean, it felt great. I went 3-0, and split, split, uh, split at the end, so played against a variety of decks, and it was just like, it's a consistent deck. Mm-hmm. It was kind of nice to get back into that, not that I was going to say not that four color loan wasn't consistent, but that it's a hundred percent wasn't consistent at times. Yeah. Um, you don't want to say it, but it's true. Yeah. But it, it was just something that was more set up. Like there's more four of like I, four <laughs> color loan was fucking awesome. I, I love that, you know, playing the different kind of the one ofs and like the toolboxy stuff, like what goblins used to be when it was mono red. Yeah. I really loved that. Um, but you would lose percentage points because it wasn't consistent. Now you can have, four of four of four of two of you know like it's just it's more consistent you can do your game plan uh you can attack from a couple different angles mm-hmm. and that was that was this lands list i, I just haven't actually played true lands in a long time because i had played um like with manabon and stuff with um eight mulch yep. for a bit and that's that's not it's closer, but it's not like just true lands. So it felt real nice to get back there. And like I said, it operated really well. Um, got to do some wild moves. Like um, I played against Eldrazi round one. And I was able to get an exploration out turn one and start wastelanding them. 
have a loop going there because on turn two I played Crucible of Worlds and then just every turn had a wasteland for their land. And then in game two, I was able to um, crop rotate. Oh, excuse me. I was able to get another exploration out, play my tabernacle, and then crop rotate um, my second land into a wasteland to get rid of their only mana source so it killed both their creatures and then it was like yeah my opponent literally didn't do anything the rest of the game but like that's what lands does like i'm I'm gonna stop you doing these things and you know it's not my fault that all of your mana taps for two and i have four cards that get rid of those things well five cards that get rid of those things but uh yeah it felt uh it felt real good so i mean it is kind of your fault you did build the deck yeah, I wouldn't I mean, say that. Know. I mean, it fault implies that it's a problem. Though. Yeah. Well, because he had uh, he had a turn one mimic, and then a turn two, it was a endless one. So it was. I was I was scared for a second. You know, <laughs> if if I don't start doing some shit there, I'm gonna get my my head beat in real fast. So it was just cool to see it uh, adjust that way. There is definitely a world where that ends terribly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I'm. I was extremely nervous <laughs> looking at that shit. Like, man, that's that's a lot of damage real fast. And not, not that I'm taking a bunch myself, um, but it's it adds up real fast. Yeah, you might not be <laughs> taking a ton, but you're I'm taking in it danger. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, because I played against Aldrazi. And then the second deck was the um, Cascade Rhinos and Legacy. Uh, that was kind of wild. And then mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I beat Doomsday. <laughs> I beat a turn two Doomsday. <laughs> I didn't realize you beat a resolved Doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> what did your opponent do? Um, yeah, they... it's supposed to be once you cast Doomsday, you just win. Typically. So I was they had they had to have answers to my stuff earlier. So they had countered a um they had forced an exploration of mine and then they it was it was an interesting play. Okay, now it is coming back to me now. So my opponent had fetched, got an underground seed. I believe they brainstormed or pondered something along that lines, and I think they then resolved that, played a um, lion's eye diamond, <clears throat> and dazed their own lion's eye to pick up their land. Which was smart because I they must only had just one land because I had a wasteland in hand, so I went land um, exploration. They countered it. Sure, that was fine. You know, I was gonna I was gonna waste the shit out of their thing anyway, <laughs> so that was fine. You know, yeah, still so sending back played, a mana. Yeah, it, it was it was like an interesting play, but like I I was wondering what what the rest of their hand and must have just been a bunch of counter spells. Um, then they started doing their thing. Their their turn two was uh, land, pedal, pedal, doomsday. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, 
how do I get around this? What am I going to do? But I was up a game. Hmm. So trying to figure that out, you know, it was fine. And I ended up being able to, I can't remember how many cards they had in hand, maybe like two, one or two. And it was like sphere resistance, you know, like this is, we, we're going to try and do it. Like, yep, that resolved. Okay. And then the next turn, it was just, yeah, I have a wasteland. Start, start hitting you that way. And I think, think that was it. Because I think I they were they could handle one thing, but they couldn't handle my sphere and a wasteland. It was something along those lines. Which makes so, sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, but again, it was it was at that point where it's like this is gonna be real close here. You know, did they they were only had the one mana, they're the one land. Did they have a second one in their deck? Did they have a fetch in their hand? I, I didn't really know kind of what was going on. And it was the Turbo Doomsday. If mm-hmm. it was Tempo, I boarded for t- Turbo. Um, So I was like, I was really hoping it was that. Um, Trying to figure it out. I guess if they, if the game's over fast in game one, I could have a hard time figuring out which one it is. Mm-hmm. But if I see a smaller creature, then I know it's just a Tempo one, right? So, but yeah, I mean, that was cool. And then split in the finals and went on from there. The Rhinos deck, though, is interesting. Like, it's it, those are just all good cards. And now you have Force of Will. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was gross. Um, I had a play where I had to start making... I started making Constructs, and I went for... My saga went off. I went and got a expedition map and wanted to pop it mm-hmm. to um, get my tabernacle, but I decided to hold it up to keep my constructs bigger than his rhinos. And then I could block and was able to have one of my swords to kill off was one thing. I think it was at three life. And I was like, I didn't see any lightning bolts in there because I think it would be dumb if they were in there. Yeah, it's kind of um, hard to figure out. Am yeah. I going to cascade into a bolt or a rhino? Yeah, so I was like, I was at three, and I, I felt fine. But and right from there, it was okay, cool. This other saga that I brought back goes off. Get shadow spear, attack it, swing, gain nine. You know, game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it just felt it felt good. I guess playing against. I don't. I wouldn't. Doomsday's, I feel like it's pretty common now. I don't know how much the the Rhinos deck is going around. I mean, it's dope. It's Rhinos sweet. has been picking up lately a decent yeah. bit, um, partially because it's one of the decks that doesn't care about Bowmasters. Yeah, that's so, fair. Like you can still play blue, but not care because you don't play cantrips. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, that are... and then Eldrazi. I haven't played against Eldrazi in a long time. Yeah. So that was it. Was cool to see kind of with that going on but yeah like i said i mean it felt good i was kind of joking with you guys saying it gives me just enough kind of confidence and feeling good about myself to really prepare for this oh three drop when i go to the open possibly um (laughs) but we'll see i mean i just want to go and 
sling some sling some spells. So yeah. play some lands. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that's what you do mostly. You don't sling spells. Yeah, I mean, he's, I will. He slings and like I two play more lands. Yeah, there's a couple. Not many, but a couple. <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> About you, what about you, Luke? What have you been up to? Oh, I mean, magic-wise, not a ton. I'm hoping to get to the RCQ at our look at our LGS mm-hmm. while you're in uh, Indy. So, hopefully, I can get back to that. I have not played Paper Magic in the store in years, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing a little bit of Arena. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, just been kind of watching stuff. I am looking forward to some of these new games that are coming out, though. That you were talking about mm-hmm. that you're going to see at uh, Gen Con. I, I mean, I'm a I really love Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. So if they can make a good TCG out of it, yeah, I gotta so. remember who is doing it. I'll look that up now. But yeah, they're supposed tried, to be doing demos for it. I tried that one that they came out a few years ago, with Galaxy, I think. Yeah, it, it was it was all right. Like mm. it's when a TCG starts breaking out all these other like coins and tokens and like yeah, I know we have counters and I know we have um, creature tokens, but it's just different when it's like no, you have to have these little bits and they're mm. used as resources and throwing them around. It's like eh. uh, it is fantasy flight. And they can be they can be a little shaky fantasy flight TCGs yeah. and stuff, but again, it's Star Wars. Yeah, so, I mean, so it's not going to take much to get you to play it. Oh, I we mean, all know I'm going to buy into it. I'm going to play it, <laughs> and then it's how long am I going to play it for? Yeah, that's all it comes down to. Yeah, and I mean that was my thing. It's so I was able to get into one of their demos for it, and it was free as well. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then they're saying participating in it will earn you an event exclusive variant of both Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader leader cards. Ooh, which if any promos are going to be worth something. Yeah, it's always well. That's the thing. Like so, Larkana. I've heard those guys are pretty popular. Yeah, and like the art style looks sweet. Like I'm. I'm down with this. I'll, I'll ship it towards you guys here soon. But it looks... Uh, it's still the same like likeness as the movies. Um, but it's a little more animated. Which I like. More comic booky. Yeah, it, I was going to say, it almost looks like comic books. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm down with it. It, it looks super cool. There's not a whole lot out about it. Because they're saying it's going to launch in 2024. When? No idea. Um... But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm down for this stuff. Uh, the Lorcana shit, like I said, I think we, that was twenty bucks to get in. And I'm supposed to walk sure. away with the starter deck at least. So it, it'll be interesting trying to find product. Uh, I think right off the bat, from what I'm hearing from like our LGSs and stuff, not to turn this into a Lorcana podcast or episode. Already there. Um, but they were talking about they're just, it's going to be hard for them to get some con- like some stuff. Um, so they're thinking it'll be more of like a collector TCG for a bit. 
Um, but then like big box stores and shit are supposed to be getting it. But it's like, I want to support the spots where I would actually go play the thing. Cause I'm not going to pull yeah. up a table and fucking Walmart and start slinging, you know? So we got an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you, because you could just pick up the table from the back. And start yeah. going. <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting to, uh, to see kind of how it plays out. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, it's one talk- of those I hope the local game stores can get stuff, but I mean, mm-hmm. if they can't, I'm going to go to Walmart to buy it or wherever, you know? Yeah. That's the only place I can get. That's the only place I can get it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, because some of the prices right now for like booster boxes for it are like they're moving. We'll put that in quotes on TCG player for like $350 a box. And it's just like, Ooh. it's the first run. People are talking about this now. They're pre-sales, all this shit, kind of the same shit with like magic stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously magic has way more backing. It's not, it's been around for 30 fucking years, but mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I like some of the ideas that they're trying to do the little bit I've, I've looked into it. Um, but I, th- I think it's good to, we've talked about it before on this, a couple episodes, um, like kind of t- taking a step back from magic, but like still playing games that are kind of similar to it, you know, so there's no burnout or anything. I think it's a really yeah. good idea. Um, and that's why I have tried picking up other TCGs. Mm-hmm. And, just, and it's not as fun. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, reason a reason we all, around. yeah. <laughs> as long as it has, we all keep coming back to it, even after trying other things. For sure. Yeah. So, because yeah, not only do we come back to it, but I'm pretty sure I have. Let's see, how many formats do I have in my bag behind me right now? I have Pioneer, Modern, Legacy, Legacy, Commander, Pauper, and like, and then I have Vintage around here somewhere. I'm just not sure where I put those proxies. Mm-hmm. So I have seven different decks across six formats that i have within three feet of me i mean it's been a year and a half since i played in the store i played at an lgs and i still have or in person and paper at all not just an lgs and i still have four five formats put together oh no wait never mind i went to india a few months ago with you guys yeah but I mean, still, it's it's one of those things where like. So I played. So I played once in the last two years at, at, at in paper, and I have five formats put together. Mm-hmm. But strangely enough, for Luke, it's one deck across five formats. Yeah. No, no, one of them's red white. Oh, sorry, four burns and red white. I mean, it's still Boros burn, but let's not get crazy now. <laughs> Hey man, you, you got to keep the, it on brand. Did you see the Rakdos burn though? Comes oh, back God. every what, once in a while. What format? Uh, I think it was modern. Yeah, I've, are... I've tried that a few times. It's fun. I'm down. It comes. It comes around every so often, and that's why it's nice. This is the this is the uh, PSA to not always move away from all of your cards uh, because your stuff can still be good. Um. Mm-hmm. Pops around every once in a while. I like it. You know, it's it's interesting. So, look cool. And now you get to play Bowmasters. Right. All right. Talk amongst yourselves. I got to find this. <laughs> it's yeah, not I this mean, reckless mid range deck, huh? Is it? No. 
No, no Rakdos mid range is just what Goldfish calls scam. Uh, because oh, yeah. when I click on it, it's like Rakdos they can't, scam. Yeah, they can't call it scam on coverage. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's Rakdos mid range. Fair. So, Ian, I heard you had an interesting uh, weekend. I did. I rearranged my office. There it is. Uh, also, I qualified for Atlanta finally. Oh, hey, there it is. Cool. It only uh, it only took me three tri- three tries this time, which is good rate. Hey, it's pretty it good. Is, yeah, this is the first season where I was actually able to like actually compete more than once and plan it out ahead. Mm-hmm. So it was a good feeling. Um, well, I bet. Because like the last couple times, it was always like. Oh, I guess I can scrounge together a deck for this thing an hour and a half away. Yeah, screw it. I'll go. And then, like, just miss top eight. Mm-hmm. But now I can actually plan out ahead of time and own the deck that I'm playing. It's great. Um, so I ended up qualifying um, with Mono Green. I did a lot of a lot of fine-tuning of the deck list, and I changed a whole card from the stock list. Mm, that's big, though. I mean, it is. Um, especially when you consider the fact that it was a sideboard card. So I basically changed four parts of Karn in the main, or four, 15 of a Karn in the main deck for each sideboard slot. Mm-hmm. So really, I didn't do anything. All right. I didn't come here to do math. Let's, let's calm down. That's reasonable. <laughs> and I, I definitely did a lot of math during that RCQ with figuring out like combo lines and everything. But I think probably the best part about qualifying for the tournament now, I don't have to touch Pioneer for like another three months. There you go. I can just like relax and enjoy magic. I don't have to grind anything. I don't have any big tournaments coming up except for Buffalo Chicken Dip. Mm -hmm. I can just relax and enjoy it. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to that. I mean, that's great, man. And that's yeah. like you said, it only took you what three times? Yeah, because I played I played a RCQ with Rectos Sack, um, which I O3 dropped horribly on that one, I think. Um and then I played Mono Green about two or three weeks ago, went three and three. Um Lost every single die roll, drew horribly, and still went three three with three winning into top eights, missing on all three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I went to went to the one over the weekend, and I had one match where my opponent steamrolled me because they just had like very aggressive one drop, two drop, one drop, two drop, two drop, kill you. Mm-hmm in both games while I was mulliganing to six and four. Yeah. Um, but every other match, like mono gringo burr. Yeah. You know, they're my thing. Um, just make big green idiots and beat them in the face with it. Yep, Seems pretty much be a solid strategy throughout the history of magic. It turns out like when you put against the red, white convoke deck, um, if you put a Shadow Spear onto a Cavalier of Thorns, attack, gain six life, and then untap it with your Kiora, your opponent cannot win the game anymore. 
Turns out. Pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, that math checks out. Carry the two. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm looking through a list here now, trying to see. Was there much? Because you played that list last season, correct? Um, so last season with um, where I actually was playing RCQs was modern. Um, oh, okay. I haven't I haven't touched Pioneer RCQs since like June of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually playing Blue Eye Control at the time. Okay. But now well, you played mono green before. Yeah, I played mono green for one RCQ. Um, I took second place in a 5K one slaughter. That's what it was. Yes. Um, that was the only time I had played mono green up until that point. I borrowed it for that day and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't touch it for another year until I bought the deck. Fair enough. But. At this point, if they don't change anything in Pioneer, like if they don't ban Karn, I'm like 99% locking this thing in for Atlanta already. Yeah. Like the deck just does stupid things and it is the most powerful single thing you can do in the format. So I might as well play it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems, it seems kind of wild. Some of the different cards that are in here. Like this doesn't look like there's a crazy amount of, I guess, new stuff, but mm-hmm. I guess I'm also thinking the Lord of the Rings can't be in here. So the newest set is the filigree Silex. Maybe? Yeah, so you get the this version. you get the filigree Silex out of all of the one, um, and then before that you got Cityscape Leveler, you got Might Stone and Might Stone and Weak Stone, and then Woodcaller Automaton out of. Um, Brother or brother or whatever. Mm-hmm. The Urza side. Haywire might as well. Yeah, Haywire might, which I wished for twice in the RCQ as a one mana blocker. Fair enough. Yeah. And it I kept thought, me alive. I thought about having one of those in um, my saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sometimes something's just got to get under the bus. Yeah. True. But so, it's, it's not a bad card to have for a saga package. The only downside is most of the enchantments that you are specifically worried about in Legacy is Blood Moon, so your saga is not a package anymore. It's a dead card. Yeah. Um, But it's still a solid card to have in the 75. Mm-hmm. Like if we can yeah, buy it for it, up, I think it's fine. I think I picked up four when it came out just because it's like, oh, it's a one-man artifact that does something else. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Grab it just in case, but uh did you have any did you have any of this stuff before? Or did you just kind of buy it all straight up? Uh the mono green stuff, I had the Karns and like yeah. like a third of the Karn package. Okay. Um, but yeah, most of it was just I just went and bought it. Um like, I kind of hate saying this, but the four hundred and fifty dollars is not that bad. And that's exactly why I went and bought it. <laughs> Because, like, it was, I had the $60 in Carnes. I had that already. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, oh, I had the $60 in the two Bosejus. I already yeah. had those. Which is crazy. <laughs> right. Um, so it was, like, with this list. You had one Nykthos, right? Because you won it? Uh, I actually, at one point, had five Nykthoses. Hmm. 
and sold them all because when I was playing those RCQs where that was a promo, I was unemployed. Fair enough. So I was basically selling yeah. them to pay for my day. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so it's the 16 Karns, 16 Besages. Uh, for some reason, Goldfish is showing Elvish Mystic as $30 for a playset. Those are the... Uh, That's for the it's got to be a art, new promo. Yeah. yeah, it's the full art promo out of Commander Masters. Which I don't know why it's showing that. It should be showing the cheapest. Yeah. So... So it's really $420 for a deck. Yeah. Um, but the majority of the cards are not expensive. Like I was able to get some of them off of um, my friend Jimmy because he wanted to build this deck a while ago and then just stopped playing Pioneer. So he mm-hmm. had a lot of the stuff. So he like gave me a good deal on Cavaliers and like Oath of Nissa, Storms, stuff like that. So with store credit from trading stuff in i'm probably only in the deck about 150 to 200 dollars. that's not bad which yeah that's perfectly fine well it'll be more now because now you gotta you know buy your plane ticket and shit to atlanta yeah no sir it's gonna be the most expensive 400 dollars deck i've ever had (laughs) (laughs) but i think worth every penny oh 100 percent so far, at least, yeah. The, all, I, all I have to do is go and win the tournament, and then I'm profiting $30,000. There you go. That's Simple. that's it. That's all you have to do. <laughs> um, but uh, for for Atlanta, at this point, it's like, it's, gonna, it's probably going to be another 1,000-person tournament. Mm-hmm. I've, I haven't played in one of those in years, but I miss GPs. I, I used to go to two, three thousand person tournaments every couple of months. I love that kind of crowd. I love that kind of feeling. And it it yeah. does bring out the best player in me. For sure. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. That's gotta be exciting as hell, man. That'll be awesome. And then be, be cool. Yeah. And then I guess what is there gonna be? Christ, you said that's in December. Yeah, it's the third weekend in December. So we have five months. Yes, mathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MTG release schedule. Yeah, so those are getting two sets. Wild 17 sets. Um, and then Lost Caverns of Ixalan should be coming out in quarter three. Yeah. Or quarter four, sorry. Um, I don't think there is a timeline announced for that yet. So you'll have Return to Eldraine, Return to Ixalan. Things could yeah. get interesting, but those aren't really artifacty sets, but it could be some stuff. I'm, I would expect more of a green card to pop out of it, if anything. Yeah, especially sure. Ixalan. Ixalan, you might find yourself a new big green idiot. I mean, even Wilds of Eldraine. Like there could be something out of there too. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't Eldrin? Yeah, Eldr- Eldrin was. Yep. That was questing yeah. beast. That was a couple of just stupid black or uh, green cards. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens with it. I'm not expecting it to make a big impact on my deck, mm-hmm. um, but it will inevitably change up, up the format. Banning something. <laughs> well, and I was thinking, so I was thinking about that the other day. Because there was a big, I saw something on Twitter that I responded to where somebody was saying, like, they were trying to figure out if Karn or Nykthos would be the right ban if they wanted to hit mono green. 
and they were saying it's like it's like they were like debating back and forth on it and i went in and basically was saying it's like well if you're playing with a nykthos deck you are incentivized to overcommit to the board to get full mana out of your nykthos if you're committing a lot to the board your opponent casts supreme verdict and all it goes away yeah but with current builds you commit a lot to the board your opponent casts supreme verdict you untap with five lands in play activate your car and get something big and scary and just do it all over again. do it all over again is this some like, type of bullshit ploy though that you're having to get Karn banned and then you start casting Supreme Verdicts again? Because you know damn well no one's casting Supreme Verdicts. I mean, I I, I will admit <laughs> I do enjoy casting a Supreme Verdict now and then. However, <laughs> what? Um, if Mono Green is no longer a deck, I probably am just going to play Rakdos something. Oh, yeah. And that's even if Mono Green is just dead. If Karn is out of the deck, I could see it going back to uh, Vivian, whatever, the one triple green. Mm -hmm. uh, and you just, instead of having a artifact board, you have a creature board. I hear they've made a couple of good ones of those. Yeah. Because like I know back like a year and a half ago or so, um, people were playing Karn and Vivian as their planeswalkers in the deck. They would play those oh, yeah. in Kioras. And you would just have a 15-card wishboard with, like, eight artifacts, six creatures, and, like, one actual sideboard card. Mm -hmm. But if Karn goes away, like, you can theoretically still just play Vivian and have a wishboard. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, a chunk of the things that you're looking at in the wishboard are creatures as well. Yeah, because like you get out of the current board, you get the Haywire Might, you get um, Cityscape Leveler, you can get Woodcaller Automaton, um, you can get. Uh, God, I wish I knew all the names of cards instead of just what they do. Uh, two green, green for a three, three, enter the battlefield, gain life equal to your devotion. Um, you get the X green, green, zero one, uh, enters with X counters on it. You can either double the counters. You can fight something. Oh uh, yeah. That Hydra. Yeah. Some of the V voracious Hydra. I no, so. sure. I, I know Maybe. voracious Hydra is a Hydra. Whatever. Some. Big dumb idiot that fights or it gets bigger. Something. One of them things. So it's like, even without Karn, like the deck can still do some stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you can still mana ramp, mana ramp, mana ramp, storm the festival. Get a Cavalier and a Old Growth Troll. Cavalier finds another Nykthos. Keep going. You just don't get the upside of drop a bunch of mana into play, find a car and kill your opponent. You dump a bunch of mana into play, pass. Hope you don't blow it all up. Mm -hmm. And you still get those explosive turns. So like the deck is still a thing, but there's easier ways to interact with it. Hmm. 
So I think I think if they want to nerf something with Karn or something with the deck, like getting rid of Karn probably is the answer. Um, and if it's not getting rid of Karn, as weird as it seems, they could theoretically get rid of Pestilent Cauldron. Because Pestilent Cauldron is how you go infinite. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, it can always be one of those, you know, was it step one, make a bunch of mana. Step two, play Storm of the Festival. Step three, question mark. Step four, profit. Yeah. That step three can doesn't have to be current. It can be anything. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different things that it could be. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Like like I said, I'm not going to really touch the format for a couple months. Like, because I just don't have to. And I will freely admit, there are plenty of people out there who are much better at building decks than I am. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel that. Like I, I do fully it accept that. I am much better at taking a deck that I know is good and piloting it well and winning a tournament that way. So, mono green. I stole the list from Bobby. I changed one sideboard card. Mm-hmm. Um, my death and taxes list for this weekend. I stole it from XJ Cloud. I changed one main deck card and one sideboard card because I still want to play Magnus of the Moon. Fair enough. I I don't have to be a brewer. My the days of me brewing decks are far behind me. Like I think the last time I actually brewed a deck from scratch for a new tournament was when uh Eldritch Moon came out. Mm-hmm. And I played Grixis Harmless Pact because that was when Origins was in the format still, so you could play Demonic Pact. And then you get three of the modes, so you draw two cards, your opponent discards two cards, you deal four damage, gain four life, and then you would lose the game. But if you give it to your opponent, then they lose the game. (laughs) I remember that deck. So I played... Game, like game one, I played it as a combo deck. Game two, I could board it into Grixis Control or keep a combo however I wanted it to. And that was probably the most fun I've had at a Star City event in a while. It was also very strange because one of the guys who I used to hang out with a lot um, at around that time, uh, he also enjoyed that deck. So he played my exact 75. And then we played the mirror match in round five. so it was a mind game of shuffle in the entire sideboard which half of the deck am i taking out jeremy Mm -hmm. so it was it was very interesting um but yeah that was that was like the last time i've actually brewed a deck Hmm. wild (laughs) and strangely enough my win rate has gone up since oh wow Part of that's because I'm playing better decks, and part of it's just I've gotten better at the game. But yeah, I, I'm not a brewer. Maybe I'll play what both. other people tell me. Yeah, I was. What was it? I was looking through cards, uh, like a stack of cards I had here, and I was reminded of the Return to Return to Ravnica deck that I I brewed up for Standard. Mm-hmm. It was basically. Um, it was bug, but it was heavier on Golgari stuff. So like the undergrowth or whatever you would use, um, that ability. Uh, cause, um, 
that was fun. Like I, I, I very much enjoyed that using the graveyard. I, I like using the graveyard anyway. So using the graveyard, having stuff come by, um, you know, having these creatures. Uh, it was kind of like I look back and I'm like, these were really shitty, but like this is what I had. Like okay, I can cast <laughs> this four or five drop and gain one life for each creature I had in my graveyard. So let's hope I cast that against the red deck. But I did. I, I did like decently well with it. Like I, I was doing solid with it. It was it was a blasted play. Like I, I really enjoyed that. But man, I don't know. I, I think if it was and that was fun because it was standard. Smaller pool. I can yep. start doing these things. Okay. I was trying to do it in Pioneer and then the world shut down and try to come back with it. And it's like Oh yeah, they, everyone's playing Ugin, and they just minus and get rid of everything that I've did. Okay, yeah, this isn't fun. You know, it just got like too streamlined, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Modern Legacy, like when the card pool gets even bigger, it's just it's harder and harder for me to do that. Try and think, start thinking about like stuff to do. You know, so I feel like it'd be kind of nice if. I mean, I, I guess the answer is just play arena, but it'd be kind of cool to play standard again, <laughs> but I, yeah. I, cause I can't, I can't think of an LGS around here. And I mean, from where I sit right now, 20 minutes, I could drive to six, maybe mm-hmm. seven. I can't think of one that has a standard event, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. It's cause like most people who want to play standard right now are all just playing it online. Yeah. Yeah, but then also, when was the last time you looked for a standard event? You know, like, are you looking for it on their schedule? But at least I see their stuff when they're like, hey, here's a week in advance, or a week at a glance or something. Yeah, here's what we're running this week. And I'm seeing seeing more Pioneer because that's what the RCQs are tied to, which makes sense, totally. You know, there was um, the one place we played, I had to change their... They would do every like third Tuesday is when we would go and play Legacy. And they had to change it because they did, because Modern wasn't on there all the time. That when people would search for it in like the locator store, it wasn't popping up for hmm. them. It like took them out of the algorithm. So they had to change it and move Legacy to Wednesdays. So that they now. could do Modern every Tuesday. Yeah. So it was just Modern every Tuesday. And I'm like, I mean, okay, consistency is key. That's fine, you know, but if you have one day that kind of rotates, which would be nice, again, not to get, like, you know, too caught up on it or anything, you know, because there's so many other, there's so many formats that are dope. Yeah. Like Popper, they they do Popper once, uh, one Friday every month. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. I can't make it every Friday, but I'm going to try and make that one, you know. So, mm-hmm. I don't... I look at these cards and it's like, man, I just I'm just so far behind on arena. And yeah. I, I I do not like drafting or sealed. And it's like, well, that's how you build up. And I'm like, I then I'm forced to do something I don't want to do to maybe try out something that I might want to do. Right. It's like I that's why I still just stick with magic online. Because it's like if I could look at arena and say, I want to play this deck, here is my wallet. Like it could it could work out a little better, mm-hmm. but when it's like, all right, I want to play this deck. Here's my wallet. 
oh, well, you have to buy these packs. Well, how many do I have to buy? All yeah. of them. Okay. I'm not going to yeah, drop $500 get, on packs every single set. Like, I don't have the time to play arena for eight hours a day. Like, I have a job. I have a wife. Like, I need to actually do things other than just play Magic all day. Mm -hmm. So I can't just grind through all of these wild cards in order to play stuff that I'd want to play. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, it's been the complaint of, of Arena since it's, you know, release has been the economy and the, like, no, no, no dusting system. There's no mm. way to turn all of these pointless random extra commons and uncommons or even like common and uncommon wild cards mm -hmm. into something useful. So like, here, I'll see if I can bring it up. It's like, if they could just let you do like, all right, let me take these four common wild cards and make it into an uncommon or these four yeah, uncommons exactly. into a rare or like, and then you could go backwards down the chain too. So it's like, you still lose value on them. It's like, all right, cool. I'm going to turn this uncommon into two commons. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. that's still yeah. fine. Cause like, if I look at my account right now, I'm here, I have 551 common and 671 uncommon wild cards. I guess you have seven rares. Well, I have 15, but that's just because I just got a bunch back from, because of, uh, Banned cards, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, so at least they, out, most that is one nice thing. When you when you get a card banned, they uh, they give you the wild card to replace it. Mm -hmm. Well, they don't replace all the cards that needed that banned card. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem too. It's like okay, cool. I have twenty other cards that I can't play now. Because that deck's dead, and they only were played in that deck. Yeah. Yeah, because at least, like, with Hearthstone, they would do the same thing where it's like, we banned this card, or we changed this card, so we're going to give you your dust back for it. But at least you could take all the other random cards that were only playable in that deck and turn them into dust to build something else. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, you come back to the game after three years of not touching it in Hearthstone... And one, they usually say, it's like, hey, you haven't been around in a while. Here is a recent standard deck that you can play and it's yours to keep. Also, here's this pack of 50 packs that you can buy for $10, which is like literally a quarter of the price. And here's a legendary from the most recent set. Come back mm -hmm. and play with us. Also, all of your old cards, since you didn't play... Um, uh, I can't think of the, what the name of the format is, but like their version of Legacy or Vintage. It's like, since you don't play that format and all of your standard cards are rotated, yeah, go ahead and dust them. That's fine. You can mm -hmm. build like two or three tier one decks out of all that stuff you used to have. Yeah. So you can get back into it super easy. Like I've been considering like downloading Hearthstone again recently just to like have something not magic to do over the next couple months. Yeah. But if I try to do that with Arena... It's like the last time I was actively playing arena, like for more than just like a week at a time was when Guilds of Ravnica came out. 
and I was playing Blue Red Phoenix Drakes in Standard because I was getting ready for the Invitational for it. And I played that, and I haven't touched it since. Yeah. All those cards are just sitting there useless now. <clears throat> it's not a good way to get people to like start coming back to the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they 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 wanted. I think they wanted to reward people who play consistently, and I think they just leaned too far that way. Yeah, they yeah, because they, they didn't account for people who don't. Yeah, it's not so much they're rewarding people who do play consistently; it's they're, they're punishing, punishing people ones who don't. don't. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But as long as the money keeps coming in, they're not going to give a flying fuck. Yeah. No. I'm legitimately I'm sitting here looking at the accept and install for Magic Arena, which I might I'll open it and I'll see how exactly far I am off on maybe trying some things, and then I'll probably delete it. <laughs> I've been listen. I've been playing a lot of Monster Train, talking yeah. about non Magic like card games, uh, and it's. It's kind of getting to that point where it's like, okay, I think I need to um, find something different. <laughs> I've heard you uh, talk about that game so much. I've never actually played it. It, it is a good game. I'm not going to lie. I, I, still, I still load it up every couple of months and play it for like a day or two. It man. is solid. Play it for a day or two. I uh, So just on my Steam, like my, my computer, uh, I have uh, over 340 hours in it. <laughs> Um, I also played it on my Xbox and I saw that you can download it on your phone and I am refusing to do that because I will not get anything done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I only have 32 hours. It comes with waves. Okay. So it gets to point. So we're just completely way off topic. We'll get to our BCDLO preview here in a moment. But let me just talk about this waves with monster train. <laughs> There's all the different clans that you can use. And then um, it's called Covenant, which is once you beat the game, you, there's 25 levels that you can, it keeps getting harder. And every time you go up in difficulty, it adds just another like bullshit thing that's happening. So I've been doing that. I haven't gotten to 25 covenants right now. I think I'm at 23 with a deck um, or with a clan. And I'm, I'm like, I'm close, but it's something like they could be a, they can be a slog, you know? So mm-hmm. I wanted to try a different clan, but I turned off covenants. So this is just the base game. It's insane the difference like i've been like grinding for so long and then i play a base game with this other clan and i was like i only have 15 cards what the hell is going on because in (laughs) in the covenant ones that i'm at they give you all this bullshit extra cards to like flood your deck of just crap where i'm playing with like 30 cards you know and i'm sitting here like every hand i'm like oh this is the same card that i need i only have one copy this is this is fucking awesome you know uh super fun game 100 steam has it on sale all the damn time i feel like um watch a video or two on it it's uh it's just like Slay the Spire, have you ever played Slay the Spire? Uh, I have. It was I. It was okay. Yeah. Some people aren't into it. Um, 
Monster Train is similar, but it, it's different enough, mm-hmm. which is really nice. So I thoroughly enjoy it. Honestly, the person that got me on it was uh, Thraben Yu. This was some time ago when Magic just sucked. And he was like, I'm a content creator. This is what I do as like my side gig for the time. I need to keep making videos. I want to try these out and see. And he played like Hades and he played Monster Train. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And I I was hooked. <laughs> Speaking of hooked, I just downloaded Hades the other day. Yeah. Oh my god, that game is so good. I tried it. I don't know. It will I don't I'm I'll give it another try. I think I wanted I want more of a sit back and relax kind of a thing. Like that <laughs> one you gotta kind of play up, but still a cool game. Yeah, you know, it's a lot like I'm probably like 18 runs in at this point. Um, and I'm not going to like do any spoilers for it. Um, but I'm at the, the final boss of the main game. Like I just got there for the first time. Yeah. Um, but I know it's going to take me at least another, like probably 10 runs to get through that boss. Mm -hmm. And then I know there's more stuff after it just because like, it's hard to avoid spoilers on a game that's been out for years. Yeah. Well, I think um, Hades 2 is supposed to be coming out soon. Hades 2 is coming out soon-ish. Um, I don't know if there's a release date yet for it, but I'm hoping within like the next year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the first roguelike that I've played. And I'm a big fan. Like I like yeah. this game a lot. The art style is beautiful. The mm-hmm. characters are actually interesting. Like I've played through almost 20 runs now, and the dialogue has not been repeated once. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff still going on. There's still a lot of stuff I can unlock. Like, it is definitely a game you can easily put 250 hours into it and not make a dent. Yeah. Um, I yeah, saw so. someone playing a different roguelike game, and it's it's in, uh, like, preview right now, mm-hmm. but it's a poker one. <laughs> because you end up like getting you have to reach these certain coins and you do that then you have to like pay it to the dealer or whatever mm-hmm. and you can keep buying cards to upgrade your deck and i'm like son of a bitch Dude, i i also <laughs> i also own a golfing roguelike there's a hockey one too <laughs> there, there's all sorts what? of stuff out there now it's it's very yeah. entertaining i'm not gonna lie but hades is the great. first like Roguelike, roguelike. That yeah, actually yeah. I got you. <clears throat> All right. Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy opens yeah. this weekend. We talked oh, about right. it a little bit. Um, <laughs> we talked about it a little bit. Uh, Ian, you said you are playing taxes. Yes. I'm going to be said, playing three color taxes. I'm playing five duels in my mono white deck. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to be playing lands. I'm going to have some green spells in my colorless deck. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Someone was talking about it. I think uh, Thraven, you actually just put a video. It was similar to mine. He didn't have the uh, spheres in there. Hmm. Um, and he was just like, yeah, I mean, this is... Look at all, the, all these lands are all colorless. These are the lands that tap for colors, like for green. So uh, you're really just a colorless deck. And I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah <laughs> when you, you sit have, down and think about it. Out of all of your actual lands that tap for green mana, there's four of them. Yeah. 
and one of them's a Yava Maya. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it was that was a little wild, but I think it's good. I feel pretty good about my seventy five. Mm-hmm. Might try and change one or two of them. Not entirely sure. Um, like I said before, in the next few days, I'd like to get with you, Ian, and try and uh, theory craft some sideboard stuff and maybe look into some things. But I think uh, the big question is, what do we think is going to come come out of this? How do we, how do we feel like the meta is going to be? Because there are, I think, a hundred people now going. Yes, there is a yeah. hundred on the dot who have signed up. Um, I know there was one. There was one person who was looking to sell their spot but it basically it will probably either be 99 or 100 uh making it the largest buffalo chicken dip event ever so shout out to rob on that um but yeah so it's going to be seven rounds which is definitely nice um just because of the number of people it has to be seven rounds for sure um I think, well, let's get this out of the way. People are going to be playing Bowmasters in some number. Yep. Um, if you want to see my thoughts on Bowmasters, check my Twitter. Um, <laughs> subtle, subtle plug. Um, <laughs> I think the card's good. I don't subtle. think it's busted, but I explain a lot more on there. Um, Grixis is going to probably be the flavor of Delver that most people play. Um, cause there's not a ton of downside of playing a black splash. Um, especially since you don't actually have to own your duels. So it's not like yeah. you have to go out and buy 300 ground seeds in order to play the splash. You just message Rob and say, Hey, can I get these proxies? Like I'm borrowing scrubland proxies. It makes it a heck of a lot cheaper to play the deck. Yeah. Um, but Splashing black for Bowmasters, some number of snuff out, some number of Thoughtsies, um, and then usually some Plague Engineers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like yeah, it's a super light. Like, some play again, which is, yeah. yeah. I'm not playing Goblins, so it's you're fine. <laughs> so you're okay um, with it. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like the Grixis Delver decks are probably going to be the Delver flavor of the week. Um, Shadow is making a big comeback. Oh yeah, um, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, people are starting to realize again that you don't have to play Death Shadow as an aggro deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, it's not 2016. Yeah, it's not 2016. <laughs> um, and people are also starting to play less lands in the deck and starting to play Troll of Kazadoom. Yep. Um, because all of those one mana cyclers. Turns out they're pretty good. Um, the and Troll they're, of Casa Doom in Legacy is the big one. Yeah. Um, in Modern, a lot of people are playing Lorien Revealed, mm-hmm. um, which is the three blue blue draw three cards for sorcery. Yep. Um, but also Island Cycle. So you only have to cycle for a single mana. And this is the first time that they've had that on a card mm-hmm. um, where you can actually land cycle for a single mana. Um, like there's a lot of people saying that these are going to be popper stables in every single color for a long time. They're already extremely good. I we're going a little long here, 
so I won't go into Popper too much, but it's, they're really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After this weekend, I plan on building another two or three decks. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like those those cards are making waves in Modern, they're making waves in Legacy, Popper, like they're being played. Well, and I, I think it's it's like perfect for the Death Shadow deck because they were already prone to run one or two reanimates anyway, yep. right? Yep, because you could cycle your Street Wraith and reanimate it back. Yeah, and, and like so with, with that, it was chunk. a swamp walk, and now you have this big ass troll that has to be blocked by three or more creatures. Sure, like because you yeah. want to lose life anyway to get your death shadow out there. Yeah, because like the thing it's was just so uh, good, like those cards together, are crazy. Yeah, especially when you think about it, like with actual mana values, because with um, Street Wraith, it got you. It cost you exactly seven life to cycle it and then reanimate it mm-hmm. with troll of cause of doom you can play your underground sea cycle it get a shock land play the shock land reanimate you're at 12 now you play your shadow on turn two mm-hmm. like you can have two creatures out on turn two with this deck now and it's actually like a realistic thing to do mm-hmm. um so it's it's going to definitely be around Personally, I'm not as worried about Death Shadow Mm-mm. because I have four Solitudes and four Swords of Plowshares and some number of Skyclave Apparitions and infinite blockers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm not personally worried about the, the fair blue matchups. Uh, like people were saying that Orcish Bowmasters is going to kill Death and Taxes. It's like... It's a two mana removal spell. I don't really care. Yeah. I'm also playing my own. I feel pretty good about it too. The shadow matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I have lands. Yeah. yeah. Like it's the same thing as like against your Delver matchup. It's like, all right, cool. You are playing a Force of Will Days deck and I don't have to cast a spell to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. I like that it's like coming back though. Mm hmm. That's cool. Um, Got to look at recent lists. There's always a higher number of depth decks at these events than the average legacy metagame. Um, whether they're going to be playing Naya depths or lands or whatever, there's going to be a decent number of people playing Mox Diamond Dark Depths. Mm-hmm. Just how the games go. Um, Doomsday is usually a thing. There's always at least like 5% of the room on Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a decent amount of painter players around just because we live in Ohio. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be anything too super crazy. Um, There's definitely going to be a slower metagame than we are used to because of Bowmasters. Um, it is introducing a lot more interaction into the format. And that is definitely a good thing overall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's making people play more fair. Um, and it makes them think about it a little more too. Yeah. Because the one thing that I've never been a fan of with modern Merktide and to an extent, the current blue red Delver lists. Um, it was like back in the day playing like 
rug delver or bug delver, um, you would have all of these, you have all these cantrips in your deck. So you're still playing your brainstorms and your ponders, mm-hmm. but you were playing them to find the cards you needed. So you were using them to find your removal spell or find your Tarmogoyf or whatever. Like you were using them to sculpt your hand. The way that the Merktide decks play now and that the Blue Red Delver decks and Legacy play is I'm holding a cantrip, I'm going to cast it. Mm-hmm. Because I get value just out of casting the spell. Yeah. Because my Darcy triggers. It goes into my graveyard for my Merktide. Um, so I'm getting all this value just from playing these cards. So I don't have to, well, <laughs> for lack of a better term, I don't actually have to be good at casting my cantrips. I just have to play the damn thing. Yeah. So playing with a Bowmasters format, it will punish the people who are just playing their cantrips to play them. And I think a lot of the reason why people are upset about Bowmaster in the format is because they are so used to being able to just look at their hand of cantrips and tell themselves, all right, cool. On turn one, I'm going to play this, and then I'm going to cantrip, 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 and then they're dead. Yeah. But now you actually have to think about it. Your decisions matter again in Legacy. Which should favor the people who've been playing longer. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I, I probably can walk in on Saturday, look at the list of everybody who's there, and honestly probably pick out the top 16 mm-hmm. just or at least people who are most likely to be in the top 16 just based on who has been playing the longest who has been playing through most formats and like who has this experience that is going to be necessary now because Bowmasters is not like narset or hull breacher or something where it's just like i'm going to resolve this spell and you can't do anything it's, I'm going to resolve this spell, and now you have to figure out, is it worth it? Because punishing your opponent for making game actions is much more difficult to play around than stopping them from taking game actions. Mm-hmm. Like It's not like I played a turn one Death Rage, I'm going to turn two Weobold. Like, yeah, all right, true. you can't do anything. <laughs> or I resolved an set, you're dead. Or I played a Teferi, you can't cast that spell now. Like it's Bowmasters is a very, very balanced card for the legacy format, and I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's I know people in the beginning were like, we're already talking about it being banned before we really played with it. And it's just like I don't That was mostly commander players though. They complain about everything. Yeah, I mean in Commander, like I mean, I don't really give a shit, but like looking at it i think it's a very strong card they have to print strong cards in order to kind of shake things up totally understand that if they didn't play strong cards then we would be playing with shivan dragon still yeah but it's what's interesting is it's that it's a strong card that isn't blue yeah okay so you know, at worst, if it was, if there's a decent card that's printed, at worst, what does everyone say? Well, it f- pitches to force. 
Okay, so it can be played then because it could be in your sixty, you know, your new seventy-five because it's it's at worst blue. Yep. But now this is a card that's like holding back those blue decks, which is actually really interesting. As someone who doesn't play blue, you know, it's this is kind of something that we can do to fight against them a little bit, mm-hmm. kind of a thing, you know. And like you said, it's trying to decide when to bring it in. And we, we talked about a couple episodes ago too, like decision to cast this not in response to a brainstorm, but just cast it when your opponent passes. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm going to play this, get my value from my mana out and going and have this sitting on the board because if it's on the board, it's going to do something. If it's not on the board, it's not doing anything. It's just sitting in my hand. Yeah. And then we're sitting here looking, you know, looking at my opponent back and forth. And it's like, who's going to really win that game? So, yeah. Like you cast your Bowmaster. Sure. They brainstorm in response. Yeah. Okay. But now the brainstorm and the ponder that they drew into on that are going to hurt. Yeah. The three other storms, the four other ponders are all worse now because of it. So, yeah. It's very similar to like if I have a, um, like an Aether Vial on turn one, and I can just jam a Spirit of the Labyrinth on turn two. Most of the time, I'm just playing the Spirit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wait for them to cast a cantrip and try to vial it in in response. Yeah. Because the majority of good blue players in Legacy know that I can do that. So they're mm-hmm. not going to play into it. Yeah. And if I'm sitting there and it's like, all right, cool, I held up my vial and I. Well, I either can activate it at their end step, in which case they're going to cantrip in response. Or I could just not activate it here. But then if I tick up my vial, I can't flash this in anymore. So it's like there's going to be plenty of times this weekend, I swear, where I'm going to be, all right, turn two, play a land, cast his Bowmaster's main phase. Pass. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to activate Vile on my turn on my main phase to put in a Bowmaster or a Spirit. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make it harder for you to play the game. I don't need to get you. Yeah, you don't always have to. Yeah, I think we talked about it the other day or other episode. It was just like, you don't have to wait for the perfect time to do your Mm -hmm. thing. Yep. Get value out of your Fucking do your thing. I think there was actually a discussion on Sauron's Ransom um, on Twitter the other day where it's how do you figure out which pile to take? And Because you your opponent looks at your top four, puts a pile face up and a pile face down. And there's all these people talking about a huge discussion about like, Oh, how do you figure out how your opponent's mind gaming you so you can get out the most value out of your card? And I think it was Max Torsion put on there. And it's like, you don't have to get maximum value out of the card. Yeah. Look at the top two. Look at the two face up cards that they gave you. Are they good? Take them. Are they good cards? Yes. Take them. Do they advance your game plan? Take them. If they don't, take the other two. Yeah. Because the way you got to look at it is if those top two cards advance my game plan, I turned one good card into two good cards. That gets me closer to winning the game. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then I'm going to take the other two cards. Because if the top two cards aren't going to advance my game plan, the bottom two cards might. 
if none of the four would do it, then it doesn't matter for my decision anyway. Yeah. If I took the two face up cards and the two face down cards were better, oh well, I still got two good cards. Mm-hmm. Because at the end your, of the game, your opponent might be smirking that you didn't get full value while you're killing them with the two cards that you did take. Exactly. So, who cares? Because at the end of the game, magic is not about getting full value out of every single card. It's about killing the bastard across from you at the table. Yep. Or if you're playing commander, I guess it's technically to have fun, but who does that? What's this fun thing you speak of? We are competitive players, damn it. That's all we care about. Exactly. (laughs) I've never played bad cards just because they were fun. No, 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 Luke. You you mix that up. It's always. Oh, right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I've never put cards in my deck just because they deprived my opponent of fun. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Because that's the thing. There, there is a there is a limited amount. There is a set amount of fun to be had in any given game of Magic. So for me to maximize my fun, I have to minimize yours. That's <laughs> that's just math. It's not my fault. That's just math. Fair enough. <clears throat> but yeah, that, I mean, I... that's how I justify playing Counterspell. I um I do think it'll be interesting to see because I this will be I mean one of the or is this will be like the first big legacy or no there's been one before this with the Lord of the Rings cards paper um there was one of the energies like energy I think St Louis yeah okay but I mean it's another one all right cool like let's. I'm interested to see how it goes. Seeing some of these. And this will be the first big legacy that any of us have been to. Yeah, yeah. In our group. Yeah, it was it was St. Louis and Cincinnati were the two legacy yeah. events. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with this legacy event. I think what is it? The Modern Pro Tours this weekend. Yep, Modern Pro Tours this weekend. So we'll see how fucked up the ring is. Yep. So. I've been seeing people posting their deck lists on Twitter, and I've seen a lot of rings. Oh, yeah. Um, There's going to be a lot of rings. The ban list is next weekend, including the ring. Yeah, We'll see what happens. Um, Luckily, I don't have to really play modern for any competitive stakes for a while, so the format can be degenerate as it wants. It's kind of like Eldrazi Winter. I'm just going to sit back and watch for a while. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. But... I need to buy some packs so I can open the card that they ban like a week before they ban it. Now, all we have to do is convince that and it's fun. I opened an Eye of Ugin, like, sold it, and then they banned it a week later. Good timing. At least least you banned it. Or sold it before they banned it. You can open up an Eye of Ugin now. Those are back to, like, $50. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, because they're being seen playing Legacy. Commander. It's, it's Commander. Oh, it's Commander? The, the one of the Commander deck. decks was an Eldrazi deck. Um, where all of your Eldrazi have Cascade. Oh, God. I don't know if you've ever cascaded a Titan into another Titan, but it's really fun. That seems good. Yeah. 
Should sell is that the sliver hive? Yep. Fifty dollar cards. Yeah, fifty dollar so, cards that were five dollars at some point. Sliver hive is fifty. I might still have those. And if you do, not for long. Fucking sell them. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta go shit. The baby's sleeping in there tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I gotta check. There you go. There you tomorrow, go. there'll be $20. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> oh, that'll happen. Someone found a box filled with them. They're like, oh, well, look at these. They found a pallet in some random warehouse in Washington. Weird. Full of another case oh, no, of I... legends and a bunch of slipper hives. So wait, when I go on TCG Player, they're way below that. Market price is like 27 Okay, they might have gone back down then. Yeah, it looks like they did um, spike up to around like 40 Yeah, about a week ago, they spiked up to $50. Okay. And then they're back down to like 30 Still, that's insane. Yes. I can assure you I did not pay that for them. Because Slivers was never a good enough deck. I'll, I'll throw a few bucks at it because it's funny. I'm not going to throw that many bucks at it because it's funny. Yeah. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens for DCL. Um, I'm hoping that I'm hoping everything goes well. But at worst, same thing as every other time that I've been down there. If I scrub out. I'm having fun, and there's a bar 20 feet that way. I was going to say, it's at a bar again, isn't it? Yes. It is and at a dip, bar again. And we got our lunch break. Yes. Yes, <laughs> we will We will have buffalo chicken dip this weekend. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. So from I'm glad you guys got your priorities us, straight. Well, yeah. Yeah, I get to hang out with Dom and Matt for the weekend. I get to eat some good food, have some alcohol, and then oh, I guess I get to play a tournament while I'm down there. Oh, darn. Oopsies. So, <laughs> from all of us here at the pregame effect, y'all be rest of the night. Bye, everybody. Peace.